Hey, John, you been hunting? Yes, sir. Hey, Stefan, you been surfing? Yeah, papa. Hey, Mark, you been fishing? You know it. Come on. Welcome back. This is our third installment of the Wild Bend. Uh, we're happy to have you all here. Super stoked on the feedback, huh, Marcus? Yeah, man, it's been a bunch of positive feedback and then... Uh, yeah, I think it's been overall really good. Yeah. We've had quite a few people listen, so pretty stoked on that. Enlighten, entertain, and <laughs> and show some love and aloha. Here we go. Here we go. So how was your week, man? It was good. It was probably not as good as Stefan. He's still out on the road surfing his life away. <laughs> I know what a rough problem to have. Yeah, if you don't guys don't know, Stefan's not joining us today, but it's totally cool. He's been surfing nonstop, and uh, I get it. So. Yeah, and entertaining his friends and whatnot, and so I get it. You know, we all got different lives, and <laughs> Texas is pretty big to drive through, so there's not yeah. like, you know, maybe you just stopped off at Bucky's for a little bit too long. <laughs> I know, it's like, like you're saying, 12 hours across the state is a ridiculously long time. Oh, man, nothing worse, man. <laughs> we used to, you know, I, I did stories for Surfer Magazine about hurricanes coming to Texas when they would come, and we'd be like, okay, let's get in the car and gun it. We could do this, you know, because the airplane tickets were just so more expensive mm -hmm. by that time so we just gun it and, and boy once you got to the hill country you're like man and then you knew like we can't turn back you're halfway <laughs> <laughs> like this is so big this is terrible and one time josh slay and myself and matt weibanger were driving through and you start to come through all that at like 2 3 a.m you know and yeah and boy there's deer everywhere, everywhere. I, I swear it was like this grind core video you know it's just carcasses everywhere and you're just like oh my lord and, and josh woke up at like 3 a.m and reached over and grabbed the wheel you know he just had some crazy response and i was like i punched him pretty much and was like don't ever grab the wheel <laughs> <laughs> grab me not the wheel yeah, you know? oh my god it was just crazy times and like i said there's just carcasses everywhere unfortunately there's deer getting smashed left and right but it was i've never seen anything so dangerous it was crazy that's when i was growing up i did like 29 road trips back and forth from here to california and which is haul ass in a suburban and the first time i did it like when you get through like on the 10 outside of san antonio like kerrville all that area you see the deer everywhere in the morning or late because i'm like late at night so it just depends on where you try to go sure and um they'd be everywhere as soon as i did i put a big old bumper on that front of that mm -hmm. suburban dude and i was like oh, i'm a tank now yeah 600 miles to the tank i was like yeah, we're going dude we're going yeah well it's insane you know case in point you know this one ranch i go up to all the time it, without a doubt every time i drive by there there's a huge dead hog on the side of the road somebody hit and the other day somebody hit like six of them a pack of six of them i'm like good lord like oh. i couldn't even imagine what it did to your truck you know you have to have this I don't, I don't drive in the morning or at night to that ranch for a specific because of that reason. reason. Yeah, because I've seen it every time. And I'm like, man, it's Dude. not even like ruining a car. I'm just like, I don't, it's <laughs> dangerous. It. Yeah, totals total the car. <clears throat> There's a man you hear a crazy story about a pig getting hit by a car. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> First of all, I hate pigs. <laughs> <laughs> so we were at my ranch. Down, like out on our ranch road, it's like a paved road, kind of. It's paved now, but at the time it wasn't. So we have our ranch, and then if you go farther, there's like one other ranch at the very end. And they like had a different section of the field. And on both sides of us were these huge cornfields. 
and they would cut them down like the Johnson grass got too thick in there or something. They just chop it all down and say scratch it or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that, I'm not a farmer, so it's out of my league. Sure. Anyway, so there's a bar though, this old army master sergeant opened up this bar right at the end of our ranch road, like right across the street. Yeah. And we're like, oh shit, nothing wrong with, that. Nothing wrong with this. <laughs> and it was like, I was ex-military for like almost 10 years. And so we would go in there and the guy would be like either giving me free drinks or like, I just gave him like 20 bucks and he would just feed me beer, like yeah. Lone Stars all night. Like it's the best that ever. So the brothers at the end of the road would come down and we'd all be partying. They had their girlfriends staying out there at their ranch and they were there drinking and we're all dancing. So it was like, we're the seven, maybe eight people in the bar. Like that's the max probably that was ever in there. Yeah. I mean, they're not open anymore, obviously. So anyway, uh, we were there and we were all like, let's go back across, back to the ranch and let's party. So we leave that bar at two and we go and we're going to the ranch and I'm like, hey man, I'm gonna stop at my ranch really fast and then I'll come over to your guys. We're gonna grab some more beers. So we leave and all of a sudden you hear like all this noise, like like all this shit. And you're like, what the hell? When you go down the end of our road and you take a right and you had to to cut the fields in half, the cornfields. And then they're like, there's gate was at the very end of that road. Well, there's a super low dip, which was like a water run spot. And pigs were always running across that. And that these girls, the girlfriends were in their Honda Civic and the guys were in a truck. And those girls hit that low spot, and as they're coming up, a hog came underneath, and it got pinned. Oh, wow. Underneath, like, the transmission, basically. Of, it was smooth underneath wow. the Honda, and it was stuck there. Oh, my God, dude. And just let's say by the time we got over there, it was an absolute shit show. Oh, <laughs> like, girls screaming left and right, I'm sure. And it's front-wheel drive, though, and the wheels are off the ground. Oh, man. Oh, so, and we have a live pit. You got a live wounded animal, dude. Oh, my Lord. Pistols out. Oh, <laughs> it was a bad. It was a. It was a long night. Then we had to slaughter it. We had to like chop it up, quarter it out. Yeah, and we're like, God dang it, man! Now we got work. Yeah. I know. It's like I just wanted to come drink beers, not clean a pig. Yeah. Like, how did this just happen? <laughs> anyway, overpopulated in this state. Oh yeah, like I, insane. My dad and I hit a group like that coming home. Like, oh, we gotta get off the ranch real quick. For mom's dinner you know and yeah, you're and, ass in trouble yeah totally because <laughs> totally, you know you got to give and take with this hunting thing we talked about that the first issue <laughs> <laughs> that's why i'm divorced bro yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, i was like all you do is hunt i'm like yeah during hunting season like uh, it's season like once a month <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like it's, it's not like, like it's a year if it was 12 months out of the year i mean then that then yeah. i have an eight that a yeah. problem I have a drug addiction to fly fishing. So like I can understand their complaint there, but during hunting season, it's like three months max. Like, yeah, let's simmer down now. Yeah. There's some preparation involved, you know, you got to go out a month ahead and cut and all that. But so we're, my dad and I, it was the first time we were kind of pushing it, trying to get off the ranch, you know, and, and boy, we came around this little hair hair pin up and down. And when we took this right, Boy, there was like six hogs right there at the bottom. And we just, boom, <laughs> and all you heard was these wailing pigs. And I just, I felt terrible, you know? It's like, I don't like just murdering things, you know? But I just was like, oh man, it was just, as a kid, you're just like, good Lord. Was, like six of them got smoked, dude. <laughs> this would be a different podcast if you're in a murdering. <laughs> 
It'd be from a cell. <laughs> yeah, that'd be one my wife would be listening to. Yeah, that's your top murder porn. <laughs> oh man, people don't even know. It's funny because probably people don't even know what murder porn is. Like, I mean, we've had this conversation on the boat. Yeah. Many times, like, it's just you and another guy on my skiff, or me and two other people. So it's like this really small kind of bond deal. It's super weird. That almost sounds even weirder. But uh, <laughs> so I was bonding with these dudes. We're on a sailboat, messing with some bondage. Yeah. <laughs> Male bonding at its fight. No, 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 no. But anyway, there's some interesting conversations that happen on the skiff. Sure. I'm out there for eight hours and I talk a lot. So, I mean, there's a lot of interaction. Sure. I mean, I'm on all day long, yeah. basically, is the way it works. And uh, we were talking about that a bunch. And talking about I just went off on a tangent and forgot <laughs> how you like to talk to dudes about murder porn oh no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of them have never seen that South Park sure, episode sure. they South talk Park about episode it. and it's the best it, like South Park just knocks it out of the park every time every time but they talk about like how people or couples watch these like A&E homicide husband and wife kill each other deals I mean, I have a story about almost getting murdered by a woman, too, by the way, but we'll save that probably for another podcast. Yeah, wait till five. Let's get our followers first. Before we yeah. turn Which ex-wife was that? It wasn't an ex-wife. It was this girl I was dating. Oh. You actually know her. Oh, do I? Yes. Uh, I can't say it on oh, the podcast. Oh, can't put names. Uh, I know. I was like, I'm not going to prison for getting yeah. saying some girl's name yeah. on the radio who tried to kill me. Oh, I bet I know. I mean, yeah. After high school, early high school? No, late high school? this was like adulthood. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is like guide business. When did you enter, you enter your adulthood? Shut up, dude. You know what I mean? But like, okay. <laughs> she booked me as a trip, as a stalker. Oh, wow. Even yeah, yeah then I, I didn't know okay. that. Okay, well, let's keep going. No, we're not going to do that. On the yeah, way. you don't have to say her name. Okay. <laughs> oh, we're talking about this. <laughs> oh, man. So... Me and uh, Russell were in the Navy together, and uh, a friend of ours had this roommate that he lived with, and she was really attractive at the time, and uh, anyway, like, put the moves on her all the time, got shut down all the time, like, all the time. Well, then, like, 10 years later, when I'm, like, single, older, probably more attractive, and got my shit together as a guide, uh, she booked me as a trip, and I didn't realize that was her, and she showed up, and we ended up going out I mean it happens sometimes and then it's human nature it's human nature man like you have a bond on the water and she's like let's go go eat lunch instead of fish I was like oh okay cool and I was like you still have to pay me though yeah. <laughs> that, that's when it gets even weirder I know like, it's like ah. hey I was like hey man this is still my job like, I don't that's know the fine line of like male prostitute yeah, and no, dating no it's fishing bro like I took <laughs> you fishing I launched my boat I'm getting paid my water hits my boat hits the water that's called a front yeah. <laughs> no pimp says, oh, I'm a pimp. <laughs> Man, I'm not a pimp or a hoe. But I've never solicited myself for money. I thought about it one time when I was young. I was like, man, if I was a girl. I but anyway. <laughs> no, but uh, anyway, so we ended up dating for a little bit. And it was like awesome. It was like, oh, she lived out of town. So I, it was like every couple Perfect. weekends she'd come down. we hang out do our thing, she would leave. And it was like, this is the greatest relationship ever. Well, then I got uh, booked to do a big corporate uh, trip in Louisiana and fish. 
and I was living with another guy at the time, and he gave me these throwing knives. They're like the they're replicas of Sylvester Stallone's and the Expendables. Like how okay. Stallone has like these big ass like throwing knives. Right. So it's like take these with you, dude. Like you never know like what these will come in handy. Yeah. You're in Louisiana, and I was like. Whatever, I just threw it on my back. Didn't think twice about it, but I thought it was kind of funny. It's like a funny thing a guy that gives you like three throwing knives. So anyway, I go to Louisiana, then they're fishing and like you're working, but also too, you're at a, a bunch of guys are booked you. There's like three different guides there. We're all working, like cooking dinner with the guys, drinking with them, that kind of deal. And one night, uh, what the guy that was paying for the whole deal, the owner of the company, was like, let's get rowdy. He like bought all this crawfish we boiled. He's like, get a bottle of tequila. So I ran to the liquor store, got tequila. Well, I called her that night. She's like, I think you're drinking too much. I'm like, all this stuff. You're like, babe, I'm working. Like, this yeah, is part of my job. Like, sure. I'm inter- I'm a, it's, it's the entertainment part. Or you sure. know, maybe the social aspect of sure. the job. So she got kind of pissed. And that's when I started seeing like the red flags. No, yeah. Well, then she's like, let's go on a vacation together. And I was like, no, nah, I'm cool, man. Like, we just started dating. Like, I'm busy right now. It's my busy season. Like, I can't take, like, a couple days off. She's like, no, let's take a week off and go somewhere. I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah, I'm making like, money. Right I'm now. making money right now. It's, like, my busy season. It's the summertime. Well, then she's like, okay, fine. Well, then she calls me. And she's like, hey, I booked us a trip to Panama. And I was like, hey, what? I was like, I'm not going to Panama. She's like, I already paid for the plane ticket and for the... The place to stay, we got an Airbnb house, mm-hmm. like with horses on our river. There's like yeah, tarp so, yeah, and stuff there. And I was like, man, this is gonna be real cool. And I was like, no, what, man, you already booked it. I was like, let me see what I can do. And I like moved some stuff around. Then it started getting weird, like real controlling. So then I, I was like, hey, man, I'm not going to Panama now. Like, I'm scared. <laughs> no, no, no. Let me I back that up. No, 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 no. Let me back that up. So what happened was you can put a drop of red frog in his <laughs> drink. That's yeah. yeah. That's definitely the place where people disappear. Yeah. yeah. So like that's the deal. So I was at a buddy's house and we were barbecuing. We had all this wild game. We were doing like a deal. And I were practicing like smoking meat. And we were sitting there, and it's him and his wife eating dinner. And she and them said something about murder porn. And I was like, we were laughing about it because that's what they like watched on TV. And I, oh, they were watching it. And I made a comment like, oh, murder porn. And they were laughing. And I said like, oh, this, I'm going to Panama. We were talking about that. And like, oh, did you know Panama is the number one place black widows take Shoot. dudes to murder them? Really? Yeah, dude. And I was yeah, like. Let's Google that. Yes. So she was Places like. Places to stay away from with my old lady. <laughs> so she was. So anyway, like my boys, like, yeah, like on all their shows, like if a couple goes, women will take these like men to uh, Panama, murder them. And there's no extra dick, like yeah. all this crazy stuff. Yeah. And they get away with it. And then Panama doesn't even care. It's just like some white gringo. Yeah. Like, it's like, whatever, dude. Like, peace. Still mad. Yeah, dude. Like, peace. Shoot. Gators. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. I saw Romance in the Stone, dude. They throw people the gators. Yeah, I've seen this. I know what's up. <laughs> good movie reference, bro. Cheers to that. That's so before most of your time. <laughs> but anyway, so they're telling me this, and I was like, holy shit. So I I didn't believe it. I was like, this can't be real. But when his wife, she was really serious, and like I really respected them. So when they said this, I was like, man, I kind of took it serious. So I called her on speakerphone and I said, hey, babe, what's up? Hey. And it was like that, just cause kind of yeah. pissy tone. And then <laughs> she was always mad at me at that point. So then uh, she was just like, 
how's it going? I'm like, good. I was like, I had a question about the hand Panama thing. And I was like, hey, are you going to take me in Panama and murder me? And it got silent, bro. Like, do you know, like, normal person yeah. would, like, yell at you. Like, like, what the? What are you talking dude, about? Dude, what yeah. the fuck are you drinking, yeah, yeah. bro? Like, yeah. what's going on? But no, it was silent. And then it went to, who told you? No way. I swear on my life, bro. <laughs> and I regret and okay, with everything I have. Crank not, call, crank call, hang it up. No, I'm not recording it. <laughs> but she's like, who told you? And like all this stuff. And it got even more, it got weird. So basically got to the point where I had a, I didn't go to Panama. I was scared. Yeah. So she went anyway. But right before she went, I was like on a boat. I was like pulling my boat, like with a client and my phone just started dinging, ding, 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 ding. All these notifications. It's like 26 notifications. She did like a nude photo shoot and then posted like 26 nude photos on my Facebook. I'm friends with my mom. It's like my business page, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she was crazy. This is gonna murder me, bro. So then, yeah, so I had a blocker on. So she threw the knives at you finally or no? No, well, we were throwing knives. I, yeah, I forgot about that part. We were throwing knives at the party or that yeah, deal in Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. But that girl, man, I think she was going to murder me, dude. Oh, yeah. Did you screenshot them? Yeah. No, I, I blocked it all. I had a blocker on that. She would you email gotta save me. save it for the cops. I emailed her. Hey, I had a blocker on hey, my friend. text messages, <laughs> phone, email, Instagram, Facebook. Like, dude, it scared the shit out of me. Like, she's probably going to hear this Evidence. podcast. Yeah. She's probably still stalking yeah, yeah, me, dude. Yeah. Evidence. No, I had a chick do that one time. Like, she just was, because I was helping friends out at their surf camps, you know, and I'd show up and I'd shoot places for them and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then this one chick was like, I'm coming, I'm coming, you're surfing. And I'm like, you know, in the ways I were surfing is out of most people's, people's leave. Yeah, yeah. You're like, man, you're not just coming here and get pitted, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't just show up and you haven't been stretching. Yeah, and, like, we're not surfing working baby out waves here. Yeah. You know, like I said, and so, it, like I said, it got strange. I've seen strangeness around the world for sure. So, yeah. oh, I get it. Crazy. I didn't. I never wanted to tell that story on a podcast. And, that was like the bridge version. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of forced me, Russ. You're an ass. <laughs> you twisted my arm, bro. Yeah. Like, just do it. <laughs> it's like a, a, you can't say that company. Because they probably like, have little kids in China making their shoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or they're not. What company's that? Yeah. Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> too crazy well what i was excited about is we did have some uh <clears throat> feedback excuse me about our javelina and what our oh, name yeah, yeah. should be for our, our pet javelina you uh, type that out yeah man i type everything out i'm a weirdo Soon <laughs> <laughs> showed up with like paper like a spreadsheet like a powerpoint presentation sheet of uh people who Said good things and bad things, but no, we shit, got, that's a lot of names, we got dude. 115 names contributed for our, for our uh, Havelina. You know what we're going to call him. For our My master. number one contender is Dwayne, and I don't know why. I don't know why either. That's because funny. it's that's just funny. a very rednecky. Let me see some of these. Dude. My favorite, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, out of the 115 was Boracho. Boracho. <laughs> <laughs> Baracho. Mine's more humanizing. Yeah. Like, well, there's Sir Francis Drake. That was a good one. I do like Baracho, though. Oh, I'm getting stickers made, by the way. So we get like a Baracho. We got Hamilton. I love the logo. 
Yeah, my buddies were like, make a patch for my jacket. And I'll, get, I'll wear it. And I'm like, yeah. hell yeah. How much are patches? That's awesome. Our boy Bryce, dude, he's printing us out. Stickers oh, yeah. The deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was hanging out with Bryce. And he, he's printing those stickers out for me yesterday. So we'll go through all these names when we get a chance. Yeah, I like the Bracho. I like Dwayne. I, I got a lot of them on my Instagram, too, and I yeah. not even looked at it. Well, I collected them from your Instagram. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Was, awesome. Did you the man, bro? Well, I put it in Dude, work. you are, like, Shoots. on point. <laughs> well, I I'm, I love the character, so I'm invested in it. No, it's so really like, cool. Man, he's bitching, and it was a javelina. It could have easily been a, a pig, but I'm like, no, man. Pigs aren't from here. Javelinas are. Yeah. And they're so characteristic. And so I've just been researching javelinas. Not that I haven't before, but just learning more about them. And like, wow, they're bitching. Really cool animals. In this one ranch I, I do get to hang out on and put in a little work here and there. <clears throat> they got tons of them, you know? And, really? Oh, yeah, it's bitching. And, and they'll shoot them, but I don't like shooting them. I'm like, oh, I think they're way cooler. I'll shoot every hog I see. Yeah. But, man, the peccaries are awesome, man. They come in, and they're snorting, and they chomp their teeth and they come at they'll come to you all yeah. it's weird it's crazy my my it's cousin like rat, right? uncle yeah my and and like i said they're they're fighters they're like yeah. true texans they're just like what we're chill and then they're Game over on. It. yeah and then, <laughs> and then it's a knife fight dude you're like whoa that escalated quickly <laughs> like you brought a knife to a gunfight but i have two knives yeah dude <laughs> like one of my favorite times dude we, was, we were probably like 15 or something you know my my cousin and i were real big bow hunters as kids you know and uh we were cruising on this one ranch with my uncle and my dad and we saw a pack and so we're like get out go get after them you know and so uh jumped out of the car and you know we're walking through and we find the pack you know and the pack kind of spreads out through bushes and whatnot and so boom, we start slinging arrows. Like, <laughs> and javelinas? <laughs> yeah, because that's like a bow hunter's first target because yeah, you yeah. can get close to them. You, can you see know, them on yeah, you yeah. see them, and, and and there's usually a bunch of them, and and they're not as hard as a hog. You know, like you penetrate them a little bit better with an arrow. You know, they don't have that shield, shield on, yeah. on the shoulder. Yeah, and uh, and so man, we started slinging arrows, and then I got one here, and I got one down over there, and then my cousin shot another one, and then I missed an arrow, you know. So things are starting to happen. You're like, all yeah. right, we're in this, dude. And, and so then I, I, I'm like, oh, there's one of my arrows that I missed, you know, because we were becoming archers, and we weren't the best. So every now and then you lose one. So yeah. anyways, I walk over there, and my arrow's sticking out of a bush, and I just reach down, and I grab my arrow, and I try to pull it out of the ground. And it's really, really stuck. And I'm like, wow, that's weird. And so I pull it again, and then I look in this bush, and boy, there's that peccary looking right at me. And I got him in the top of the skull, you know? So it went down his skull, oh, and it's lodged in there. <laughs> and he's still fully alive, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's nothing but nothing. <laughs> yeah, dude. And he's this, a unicorn. Yes. Now he's a weapon. Yeah. He's, he weaponized a bigger. Yeah, yeah, dude, like a shark with a laser beam on his Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So this son of a gun tears after me out of this bush, dude. Like, you couldn't even make this up. It was straight cartoon stuff, right? And I start running full speed with this thing chasing me, dude. And I'm like, oh, my God, Dad, you know? 
<laughs> and my dad's nowhere to be seen. He stayed in the truck like a smart goat. And uh, so I'm running this way and I hop up this mesquite tree, right? Like, shit. And then I all of a sudden I look over and there's my uncle running full bore, dude. And there's another one chasing him. <laughs> and my cousin's just like screaming too. Like, Jesus. <laughs> we just got into these things, man. And they were, they were going to, like I said, oh, you picked a knife fight, son? <laughs> oh, man. I just laughed so hard. It was the most funny thing you'd ever seen. Just kids getting treed all day long. <laughs> Even the stuff that happens, honey, here is a kid who's funny. I have a deal where I ran like a little kid. I was young, and we're at the ranch, and turkey vultures are like flying around. And my dad and his buddy said, like one time they. <laughs> you can't shoot those things. Oh, you can't? No, no, no. Yeah, I'm glad I never have. No, I would never shoot one of those things, dude. Yeah. Terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> No, they're, I've seen them, man. They're savages, but they really can't uh, shoot. No, it's federally like they're a songbird or something, and some no. yeah, some dumb. Like twenty rule. years ago, they're protected. Yeah, dude, oh, some yeah, no, dumb no. rule. Because I researched it, dude. Because at my friend's pig farm, I've seen them. They wait until they have a litter, and those vultures go and pick the eyes out of these baby pigs, man. And you're like, you savage sons of guns, dude. But you can't shoot them. Yeah, I was like, shit. Shit. Because they're right there, you know, and they're attacking your money. You know, I was like, wait a second, you can't shoot these things. Well, it flies that you can shoot. Maybe you're a place. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Never mind. But yeah, the, the things you do as a kid, rabbit hunting and everything else. Oh, yeah, man. And <laughs> rabbits are good eating, too. I know that's what Stefan is in love with eating rabbits. Yeah, well, I told you last time, that's what I've been cooking, man. I make tacos out of those things. They're so good. That's good, though. Yeah, hell yeah. You've been doing a lot of, like, pork. I have a high quarter I'm about to put on the grill this weekend. Mm, nice. I'm, like, really excited. You know, we're talking about uh, stories as a kid and growing up as, you know, becoming an outdoorsman, but you're still youth. You know, so you haven't mm -hmm. earned your outdoors man yet. Yeah. You're still an outdoors You're still boy. Of the dark. Yeah, dude. So, <laughs> so, like, man, there was this one time my dad and I were out, you know, wade fishing in the flats. And, you know, you know to shuffle your feet and all that, dude. But I don't know what it was or where we were. But boy, all of a sudden I was probably like 700 yards away from my dad. You know, you were really far away after a while. And I just kind of looked down. I saw one stingray and I'm like, Oh, okay. And then I look over and there's another one. And then you look and boy, I was just surrounded by them. And I, I specifically remember this day. I just like was crying to my dad. Like, there's stingrays everywhere. And he's like, just shuffle your feet. And I was crying like, no, the no they're everywhere. everywhere. You don't understand. Like, I swear I thought I was going to die, man. And he's just like, just wait back to the boat <laughs> no come get me <laughs> come carry me <laughs> and you can't like fall to your knees because you're in like knee-high water already and it's just getting closer to those things <laughs> oh man i just remember being terrified as a kid just like no i can't there were too many of them i really i really did see that many oh no especially in those cow nose raises stuff get on the flats and stuff too it looks really intimidating because they're everywhere it looks yeah like they were thousands of them everywhere and you're like oh my gosh this is like schooled up like yeah. it's really weird but yeah my dad's the same way like i would we'd go downtown and race like sunfishes or dolphins down in the protective marina or whatever and i would flip it and it would turtle and i thought it would, 
Like when you were a kid, you'd put like a milk jug or whatever mm-hmm. on the top of the mast. So when it flipped over, it wouldn't flip over completely and turtle. And down the bay of that nasty mud, oh, the yeah. top of the mast would get stuck in the mud and you were screwed. And I, when I was little, when I was young, I didn't weigh anything. I was probably like 75 pounds soaking wet. Like I was a little kid. I never had a growth spurt until I was like 19 probably. But I'd be like sitting there trying to get out of the mud and my dad would be sitting on the seawall just like reading a book or whatever he would do. And I'd be like, come and help me. Yeah. I'd be like, come swim to me. This is miserable. I'd be crying, just like yeah. sitting on the top of it. He'd be like, no, swim down there and get it out of the mud. I'm like, but there's sharks. Yeah, there's and sharks. I, I knew there were sharks, yeah. but like I'd see like a jellyfish and I'd be so scared to go swim. All you had to do was just go down there and grab it pull. Like now yeah. I wouldn't even think twice about yeah. it. But man, as a kid, that I was like, that was the worst. Yeah, your imagination, shit. like the worst shit. That yeah. Peter Pan effect, like, yeah. man, where you're like, the worst case scenario, the gator with the claw. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going, I don't get in lake water, bro, because of piranhas, dude. That's There's true. probably not a single piranha no. in any lake in Texas. No. When I saw a movie as a little kid where piranhas decimated these people in oh, a lake. Yeah. Piranha, the movie. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the 80s were all about one title, like Piranha, Gator, Jaws, (laughs) Ants. That was a crazy one because I saw that. And there's just millions of ants. Twister. 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 Oh, yeah. That's 90s, though. Way off for us. Good job. Yeah. Should have Googled that before you. Piranha. Was Piranha? I was kidding. That was the 80s, I think. But yeah, anyway, I don't get in, like lakes. Like people are like, oh, swimming and like lake boarding in a wet lake. Not uh, touch that shit. Creep show. You never saw a creep show with the slime from the lake? Yeah, dude. Oh, dude, like, lake it, slime's the worst. Yeah. Like, why would you that green shit? And it came up underneath and grabbed that chick's leg and snapped her leg in half. It, oh, man. I was like, I'm never swimming in a pond again, dude. Oh, dude, that's the word. Like, you gotta go watch. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you gotta... When you jump in a ranch pond, there's like yeah. all this weird algae shit. Like, oh, it's even more funny. Oh. Yeah. No, case in point is uh, we just took my nephew out there and my niece and stuff, and we were catching some little bass. And uh, there's a bunch of lake scum on it because it's you know been hot and yeah. you know, it's been growing. And this boy loves mud, and he loves. He was just gathering that up and playing with it. Oh. It blew my mind. I was like, "All right, a your first." Your full boy, I get it. <laughs> you just love mud and slimy stuff, dude. But I just couldn't believe how much fun he was having with it. It was crazy cool. <laughs> it's like you give a kid a present on Christmas and they're like playing with the box. Oh yeah, and they don't totally, get, totally. like threw the toy to the side and they're like, look at the size of this giant no, box, totally. like a power tool or power whatever you know. I'm talking about those little car things. You sure. Kid, yeah, those. That was the sweetest thing. My niece, she's like eight now and. We were snorkeling and you could see the baby bass and the perch and you know that's, oh, that's how awesome. clear this pond is and it was awesome time of my life you know she'd just hold my hand the whole time and we just swim and check it out and but then like i said the boy didn't want nothing to do with snorkeling he just had this mud and his algae and i was like oh my god this is awesome <laughs> <laughs> he was pumped that's pretty cool how's that been going you guys been having a good week yeah good man like i said they're gonna leave next week unfortunately um uh, but we're having a good time with everybody and uh my my niece caught 
two really good bass out of that pond. Oh, really? Day. Yeah, super, super yeah. fired up. And uh, <laughs> and like I said, we get to swim in it. This, these bass aren't really affected, you know, once you get in the water yeah, or, yeah. or if you swam 20 minutes beforehand, you know. Is it spring fed or? Yeah, oh, yeah, so it's cool. crystal clear. It's beautiful, man. It's just, you can see all of it. In fact, I've been taking photos underwater of these bass and when they make a little, their nests and stuff like that. So it's really cool and cool for me to learn. It's something I read about a lot, you know, in magazines yeah. and how they protect their nest and like. Oh yeah, for the egg, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy, man. Spawning. I, never, yeah. I saw it in Virginia. It's crazy. Yeah. And it's see, weird. now the perch have done it this week. Really? And I'm like, wow, dude, the perch are right on the shore. And, and I'm like, little beds. Yeah. And like, circled up. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Distinct as day. You can see it. It looks like a nest. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a crop circle they do. Yeah. And I can't believe it. They do it so close to the shore because I would think raccoons or something eat them up. Oh, no. Sh- yeah. yeah I would have thought just of that reach too. in and grab them, you know, but. But it's really cool. Like I said, I read about it for years in bass books and, and then like to see it and then to be able to throw worms or lures next to them and they don't attack that lure or that worm. They grab it and then spit they it. spit it out of their little circle. And you're just like, what? And then <laughs> it's cool, man. And then little other fish will come in and it'll kick those dudes asses uh-huh. too. It's it me that. Yeah, it's crazy cool. You're just like, man, like I said, every day you're just trying to learn something more. And that's... A, about being out in the woods you know that's a deal like just learning something every day like i said i i never saw the whooping cranes until this past year duck hunting oh my you have to this next when they come in we fly fish in those creeks so they're all back in there that's where we were and they're about as big as dang deer bro it's that when you see one for the first time like you're just like oh my goodness you're getting so close and you're polling so it's really quiet it's peaceful and they don't don't really really, care yeah they don't think you're a threat because they're so big you get in there and they're and like I've seen whitetail on that St. Joe's mm-hmm. Island. You'll see a whitetail and a whooper, and you're like, they're the same size. Oh man, those things are massive. Like yeah. I said, I never saw one in real life, and then we happened <laughs> upon it. And of course, the one time I don't have my camera with me, oh. and we're just literally like 50 yards from him, and I'm like, what? This guy's so bitching and big and. I can't believe it. So I was like, yeah, I understand where these birders really want to just see those guys. And and I'm glad we have them, you know. They make it for life. Yeah. And I mean, like, man, people shoot. It, it's super weird. Like, I was somewhere. I don't remember where I was. Florida. When I was in Florida, we were going near Lake Okeechobee. Mm. And there was a ton of them just sitting, like, on the side of the road. Like, and I couldn't believe how many of them were there. Where they here, they stay pretty far away. Yeah. And where you go see them on the back of that island, that's pretty... Pretty secluded yeah, area, way, back in, there, way yeah. back in there. So he, that's where you see him here. To see him just like on a side of a road, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, like, I almost wanted to stop and like take photos, but yeah. I was like, somebody's gonna be like, why are you taking photos of the birds? Yeah. Weirdo. <laughs> Weirdo. It's Florida, man. I don't know. Well, they got manatees there, man. Those guys are bitching. I got to see those guys for the first time this year. Really? Yeah, sea cows, man. Dude, yeah. I- they're bitching and they go in these little canals in between oh, yeah, people's yeah. houses and stuff, dude. You're like, what? Dude, I was fishing, not to interrupt you, uh, Cape Canaveral, where they do like the. Mm-hmm. My all... sister lives right there. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, like Cocoa Beach, like all that north of that. And I was fishing where like all the cruise ships launch. And I was in the military station in Quantico and I went down for like Easter, was like, I was married at the time, my wife's spring break. So I booked a guide and he's like, hey, man. I'm super busy this week, but if you want to fish in the evening, I'll cut you a deal. And then he's like, we'll grab dinner, we'll eat on the boat, just hang out. And I was like, 
Um, that sounds way better anyway. Like, yeah, man, I, I wasn't fly cool. fish. I didn't yeah. fly fish then. It was all, or maybe I just started fly fishing then. You're a croaker soaker back then? No, dude, I'm always artificials, man. Always been, dude. I've never soaked a croaker. I don't even know how to put a croaker on a bullshit. <laughs> I saw my life. I've never right, fished a right. croaker. Dude, I just like, saw I, your hashtag the other day, bro. I had to give you some shit. <laughs> no croaker soaker, dude. God, if I could, man, you, I, that really pisses me off. Not you saying that. It, let's, let's change to that subject really fast. If you fish with croaker, you don't know how to fish. I don't care. I don't care if like, I've been a god for 30 years. Man, I'll tell you a story about an asshole I met today, but these idiots, if you can't throw artifact, I throw a fly and we slay them. If you can't, if you have to use a live, almost thing that we used to use as a game fish that could get really big and it would boost our economy like it did in the eighties before all you idiots started catching as young fish. You didn't to catch trout because you're too dumb to catch fish with artificials or like even just a shrimp on a popping cork, well then I don't know what to tell you. Then you should probably retire and like get a ranch somewhere, move to Florida where probably croaker soaking is cool because I hate you guys. Just wanted to throw that out there. If you soak croaker, you suck. And we don't want you listening to this podcast anyway. Right, John? I mean, I, yeah, I get it. I mean, yeah. it, it's like, man, they should take black drum. I mean, I'm so passionate about this. They should make black drum a, a protected game fish too. Yeah. I mean, and we should. Well, I never really did it. You know, I've heard of it. And, oh, you know, I, I've been guilty of soaking some shrimps, dude. Also shrimp, dude. Yeah, I grew yeah. up fishing but, that way. You know, like I said, I didn't grow up croaker soaking. You know, I didn't know. And I, I would see the flags, and I'm like, well, why would I do that? The shrimp works fine. Um, and then, like I said, as I grew old, piece. you know, as I grew older, then you move to your plastics, and then you're like, man, you're not a fisherman unless you're smashing them on plastics, you know? Cheers, dude. That's why I went from shrimp to plastics. Yeah. And then, like I said, I had a couple of years that went by. I'm like, God dang, I haven't caught a damn fish. And you go back to shrimp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, totally. oh, no. But dude. I also think that's your journey as a fisherman and an outdoorsman. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like you have to have those bad years. And then all of a sudden you have these magical years. And you're like, wow, dude. Like I get it. You got to go through hell to get to heaven. And yeah. I think you got to put your time in. And that's how you learn about these fish and these animals and stuff like that. You know, it's like I didn't get that gobbler this year. I, I saw on my camera a thousand times, but I learned 8,000 things about turkeys this year. You know, oh, shit, I feel bad, dude. This is my first year and I got a three bearded hit. Me and three bearded freaking <laughs> uh, Tom. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, I was juggling the ex-girlfriend. I was juggling the nephews. And then I juggled the rain, too. Thank God we had rain. I ain't going to ever curse the rain in Texas. No. See, uh, I was single as hell during turkey season. Yeah. And I hunted every, shit. like, three days a week, bro. Dude, this dude would just show up to my camera and then just strut. And then when I'd show up, he'd be like, nope, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> it was turkeys are smart. Pigs are smarter. Yeah, pigs are I think smart. pigs are smarter than whitetail. Oh, I'm sure of it. Like, uh, you know, like I said, I've personally seen them learn. They know? learn. They pick up on, like, if you do something stupid, they know, like, mm -hmm. something's all, like, you know what I mean? If you're hunting a pig, they know, like, next time, they're like, they'll check that. Like, oh, he was in yeah. this tree. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I think so, you too. Because I had a feeder uh, set up this past year taking hogs off my one buddy's property. And after I smoked that first one, dude, they wouldn't come back in the mornings. Yeah. You know, and my buddy, Corey, he said the same thing. He goes, man, every pig on this property that he's hunting on, he says they've moved nocturnal. He says, we don't see any of them during the day. They get smart, dude. Yeah.
but they also get dumb too. Like yeah, said, yeah. when it gets hot, you know where to catch them. Yeah, exactly. Like I just caught one yesterday in the bush sleeping, and I was like, "Oh yeah, dude, <laughs> game on!" Oh man, they were in this pond, and this pond hadn't been hunted for years. You know, this piece of property we're going to start, you know, doing some dove hunts off of this year, and uh, I'm really pr- pumped to be there. This good doves, and and like I said, the property hasn't been hunted in years. <clears throat> And boy, these fat, fat, big old pigs were just in that mud, just sleeping their lives away. I poked him with my 38 special. I was yeah. Like, Hell yeah, boy. <laughs> Freedom has fun. <laughs> Get some hippies. <laughs> Dude, uh, yeah, I love, I mean, that's what I, for bow hunting, like, I think starting on pigs was like really mm-hmm. good. Like, that's like the, Man, that is such a good start. And then I went to turkeys, and hopefully I will get a white tail this year. Cool. So you have never smoked a turkey with a bow. Really? So that's why I shot that. That's hard. Pre-birded. Wow. That's yeah, awesome, man. man. It's crazy. I'll show you a yeah. picture of it after this. It's pretty cool. But in Virginia, I hunted tree stands. Yeah, like these self-climbing uh-huh. tree stands. When I first started bow hunting, and I was such a trophy hunter at that age, you're like 24, 25 years old. So I was like, I've never shot a doe in my life at that point. And I'd see does come in all the time, and I would never shoot them. And then every time a buck came in, they were way smarter than I would ever anticipate. You're hunting on a military base, and there's all these factors. Like, as soon as you'd get set up, and you'd have, like, deer come into your tree stand, because first you can't use corn. Yeah, there's you not, can't bait. I saw that. There's no bait. There's no, like, there's all these different factors. But then, too, you just walk in the woods. Well, any Joe Blow can park on the side of the wood and just happen to walk in yeah. on where you're at. Yeah. They'll just see like a cut or something and guys will walk in on that. And I don't know how many times I'd be sitting there. The guy would be like sitting there like walking under my shit. You're just like, hey, God, man. hey bro, like stop peeing under my tree yeah, stand. Yeah, like, yeah, what are you doing? Because it's self-climbing. You get sure. up in there, you're 20 feet up. You can't you, see a ladder. You can't yeah. see a ladder. You can't see, there's nothing. Yeah, there's no ladder. Yeah, so. I learned that on, on Lone Star Law, which is one of my favorite shows. That was uh, a cool show. Man, I, I, I really it's Like pumped. in a while. Yeah. Well, new shows are coming this Sunday. <laughs> so I'm excited to see my girl Jennifer in Galveston. I might go catch me some fish up there and be like, Chuck oh, I didn't it. know. <laughs> <laughs> Did I, I just, I hope I don't ever get pulled over by a game one. Well, you know, <clears throat> like I said, I don't really do things I try not to do. and. Oh, I don't do anything. Yeah, I don't do anything. Oh, no, I mean, I have to do it by the book. But my point being is I was seen on the show about East Texas and uh, about East Texas and how you can't bait up in that area and and such of that thing like you were talking about. I was like, oh, wow, trip out. You know, just different rules around Texas. So um, that's another place I've never been is East Texas. You know, all them pine trees and all that stuff looks really cool to go hunt up there. I just went there, like I said, the 4th of July deal. And uh, dude, that was the first time I'd ever been there too, until like Lake Livingston, I think is what it was called. And just like a tornado hit that recently. And I didn't know that. And I saw the damage from that. And I never seen tornado damage up close and personal. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it looked like Harvey, like where the people, I mean, it just happened, I think in April. And people said tarps on their houses and the trees. You can see the path where like, that hot, like you see here, like the house across the street's chilling and then everything else is gone. Yeah. And you'd see that, you'd be like a house would be just hanging out or like a guy's dock would be like stripped of all the boards and his house was there. And it's like, how did you get the trees in his yard, the dock, and how'd you go over the house? Like, yeah. 
it was that was pretty cool but the, dude, the pine trees and all that was beautiful but the scariest thing like we're from south texas obviously and our ranches have what we satch mesquite oak trees like that kind of stuff here and then when you get closer to houston south of houston it gets like a little thicker like swampy stuff but you don't have the super tall trees and i was like like i was saying in virginia earlier you walk into the trees and all of a sudden you're like oh shit i can't see here you can see over everything it's hard to get lost like you have references power Mm -hmm. lines that stuff once you get in the woods you're like oh man i got so turned around and disoriented when I was, what's it called, in Virginia, that I got a GPS system, I was scared to death. Yeah. Like, and I asked my girlfriend's dad who grew up, we were driving through this state park in East Texas and it was giant pine trees like everywhere, as far as you could see, thicker than hell and all this vine and ivy. And he's like, over here's where my dad shot the first deer that I was old enough to drive him in on. And then this is where we shot turkeys and this is my uncle's hunting camp and all this stuff. And I said, hey man, you grew up in an era before cell phones, GPS, and yeah. all that stuff. They're talking about like they would get stuck in the road mud on one because it was all dirt roads. He's like, "Oh, this is the we call this red road because it had this red mud, and if it rained, you'd get stuck." And his wife was saying, "Oh yeah, me and his sister-in-law, we all got stuck out here in oh, 1970s, whatever." And you're like, "What'd you do?" Like, "Oh, we just like cleared a path. We slept here for the night, and yeah. the men came and found us the next day." And you're like. Damn, savage. girl, you are savage. Yeah. Like, hell yeah. So I asked him, like, how did you not get lost? He's like, I know you just didn't get lost. This yeah. I grew up in this country. You pay attention. Yeah, but it's it. It's not that. No. I would die. No, totally. I got turned around the other day. And like I said, this fear comes over you. Oh, yeah. You like, know, I don't know. Who, uh, you know, I don't know who doesn't have it. If you ever got lost. If you ever been like, oh, shit, I don't know where I am, you know? It scares the shit out of you. It's scary. And then you're like, well, do you take 10 steps forward or do you take 10 steps back, you know? And I was going towards a goal, so I wanted to continue going, you know? But I also knew, like, you know what? Let me just <laughs> retrace my steps. And, you know, so it's definitely a mind, you know, you got to keep it together in your head. And uh, like you're talking about, you know, I have my nephews who are in Raleigh and, North Carolina and all that. And they're like, man, we don't see the horizon, you know? And and so if you lose that sun, you know, the, yeah, you're going to be hard to tell where your west is, you know? or It's pitch black. Mm-hmm. It gets, and it gets dark quick in the woods. Yeah, totally, totally. Living in Colorado, same You got thing. a whole hour before sunset that it yeah. went dark, you know? And if you have mountains in there, it takes a whole different mm-hmm. shit, depending on where it is, like where you are. And man, it's crazy to think about. And Yeah, that's crazy cool, man. It's another thing to learn, though. Yeah, that too. <laughs> like you said, learn it so you don't feel that fear sketched out, you know? Because that's, you know, you know, you're in the military, dude. That's how you keep it together. And, keep moving forward and finish your project (laughs) you know my best friend was a navy seal and i'd always ask him these deep questions like how do you keep your shit together you know and he's like you just do man you do there ain't no failing there's no other option yeah there ain't no option dude yeah you just handle your shit you know and uh so that always stuck with me you know i think it's you never really think about the op- yeah, you never think about what's behind. You always think about what's forward. And yeah. Those are things that I never knew before, especially when I was in. You know, now I'm thinking, because even now I think of how I did some of the stuff I did. And it's just, because yeah. it's just, I, I did it. I go yeah, and I yeah. do it, you know. You're in the shit is what I call it. Like, you know, when we're doing that in this big waves and stuff. Like, man, that's the hesitation is going to Hesitation will kill you. you. That's what's going to smoke you. 
But if you keep going, like I said, I knew where my fence line was. Why did I, my other body tell me to stop? I knew my fence line was that way. Keep trotting on. So, and That's like I said, peeve. yeah, hesitation. Shit. Oh my God, you'll die. That's like, how do you, I've you'll die. Yeah. More, I've seen it more times than not. Like, hesitation will kill you. Yeah. Like, you just have to go. Like, when when I first got introduced to Kanduy, which is a, a left hand wave, that? it's a wave in Indonesia. And it's uh, one of the fastest. It is gnarly, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh. you can prepare yourself uh, all I you got want. got a whole story yeah. on some Indo. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I used to go for a month at a time because oh, you couldn't wrap your head around what was happening in a week. You know, people would show up, oh, I got this surf trip, man. And yeah. I, I, I rode a bike all day long. And then I got to Indo. And I'm like, no, man. Have you ever heard wet cement falling off a two-story building and it's coming right at you? That's what Indonesia sounds like. These things are hitting dry reef and they're cracking and they're coming yeah, at you. It's louder than hell. The reef is the scariest part to me yeah. because when I fall, I mean, I fall and yeah. I try to make sure that I go down. It's your big boy. Man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I got some heft. Yeah. So uh, I hit the water. No, it's not a joke. I hit the water and I go down. Yeah. And I know reef breaks have always <laughs> <laughs> hitting that coral. I mean, I know I'd be that guy getting yeah. stitched up and, you know, it's like but that reef getting staff. Beach. And yeah, well, like we were yeah. going, my point was, is, you know, I surf in Kanduy for one of the first times. It was firing, probably like five, four to six foot. Not anything unreal, but it's fast wave and it's throwing on the six footers. And I wanted a six footer, you know, and and so I start digging for this one. And my Australian, you know, lifeguard at the time when I was running the boat, you know, I just I went on this one wave and I just dove, you know, and I just dove and I ate shit. And, and dove like, on purpose yeah like I yeah, got, you knew you got fucked, yeah, you, got, you, dude, you, yeah. you know you dug for the wave you knew you had to commit to get these waves and then i was already committed and after the fact he's like mate why'd you do that and i was like that just sounded like the best option dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's either that yeah, or i just cannonballed to the bottom bro <laughs> like i knew the reef wasn't right there because there's a fine line yeah you know a foot and a half where it's hitting the reef and where it's not and i just cannonballed and he's like I was like, that just seemed like the most wise decision at the time. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, face planning into a reef yeah. is no boy. Oh, good Lord. I saw that too, man. I was one of our best sessions was with this Australian lifeguard, you know, because people get jobs running the boat, boat. little ponga yeah. for the day. And so we were there for a while and I was surfing with him and we had these two, three Peruvian guys who weren't really good. So like we're talking about, we were talking earlier today he had some fishing guides who aren't honest and you have to be honest in this world like hey look yeah. i don't know jack from shit exactly and uh and, and you're more of a man saying that because i'm going to teach you how to do something if i know you don't know exactly and, hey it's going to make me safer and it's going to make your trip more pleasurable and so these guys you know talked a good talk and and we had this lecture you know whatever you do we were surfing this one wave called ebay and it's really shallow but it's really perfect man it's just something you drew on a notebook as a kid and uh, the day before, and they were surfing, and you know they told us they could surf, and and the one rule of surfing these waves in Indo on the reef was, don't go straight, don't go straight, don't go straight, don't go straight, because there's no water on the reef, you know. Oh, it, is that shallow? Yeah, it passes. Oh, it sucked it out. Yeah, these yeah. are reef passes, so the waves are going past the reef and just catching the edges, 
and wrapping you're around. You're surfing that edge and mm -hmm. not on, yeah, exactly. And you're certain at certain times, certain waves pop off at certain times, and this one wave goes on low tide. Well, if you don't, if you straighten off, it's basically a ledge of just pointing cement rocks, and then there's a huge rock you gotta kind of dodge, a big one. So anyways, what do they do? Go straight, son. And they got scared, and so they went off and went straight. And then, so we had to lime them the whole back. You got to lime, put yeah, lime in all your yeah, cuts because yeah. you're in the tropics and you would fester like in eight minutes. And I filmed it. It's awesome. They're crying and they're like, "Oh my god, this is the worst." I was like, "I told you not to go straight, right?" And you said go straight. Are you talking about like going rookie straight, like dropped in, dropping in straight, yeah, just going out into the flat, not even cutting? No, it. not even trying to. So stay they up never the surfed in their fucking lives. You no, know, they surfed, but yeah, they just didn't get the concept that the water is where the wave is. You know what I'm Got saying? You. Like in pipeline, when you're surfing pipeline, you're safer inside the barrel. If all shit goes wrong, stay inside the barrel. Oh, shit. As long as you can, because that's where there's water going to be in there. If you straighten out, you're going to get battle axed by the lip or you're going to just smash the reef. I mean, the wave's breaking in half the size of the depth. Yeah, in like any scenario, in any scenario. Newport Beach. Yeah, and, uh, and so you're safer just inside. And... Um, so anywho, the the story was it's a wonderful story, man. Didn't interrupt you, bro. No, no, you're not interrupting. And uh, we had a so we took these guys out the next day after the, you know the, their egos all banged up, <laughs> and we took them to this this baby wave, and at the bottom of the of the reef, you know, and, and they surfed and they had a good time. But I told them, hey, man, you know, it's a thirty minute drive, ponga drive, you know, forty minute ponga drive. So I said, if we're passing back the wave. And it's popping off. Me and the lifeguard are surfing, dude. You know, the paid staff is going to surf, you know, yeah. and you guys just kind of have to hang out. And we got beers in the boat, which is awesome. And uh, so I said, you just have to hang out. You know, we're not just going to cater, drive you back to the camp and uh, and miss a session, you know. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, because you paid and, you know, you're just going to have the whole experience, right? And so anyway. <laughs> no, it's kind of a dick move. Dude. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's like being the guide and you're like, you like the I'm just gonna fish. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, there's a red fish. I'm gonna catch the shit out of it. <laughs> hey, hey, dude, hey, check this out. Check this shit out. Check this out. <laughs> this is how you do it. Yeah. You suck. Yeah. <laughs> Pay me, right? So Pay it's me. perfect scenario, just like that, right? Cheers, bro. And so we pull up, and and my Australian <laughs> friend, shit, I gotta look up his name. I write all the names down on my photos, right? I saw him take the gnarliest wipe out of can do he's ever there. And so he's a he's an ex rugby player. So I was like, Yes, you just got smoked, dude. Like <laughs> after talking <yeah>. shit. <laughs> so we, we pulled up and he's like, Oh mate, it's too low tide. And uh I was like, Oh man, whatever, dude. I'm from Texas. I'm gonna go get after this and wait, you know, thirty minutes for the tide to come. Yeah. Boom, the first wave I paddle into, I basically fall through the ceiling, lock fins, get Bit out of a perfect roping barrel and just get shot out into the into the into the channel and just laughing, and I'm like, whoa, man, that was intense because you know it's super low tide, so you can get snake eyes. Do you like this? And the then I look up? over at the boat and here comes my mate just jumping off the boat like fuck low tide, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and he paddles out and we literally surf for like three three and a half hours by ourselves, perfect, absolutely perfect, flawless barrels, right? just smoking them and the Peruvians are on the boat just having beers like oh man whatever 
And this is one of the only times, and, and this Australian dude had been feral up on the mountain living there, and he surfs this wave, you know? And so he finally paddled out in like four hours. He came out, he's like, oh, mate, you guys been getting some smoke and barrels and this and that. And we're like, cool, it's all you, dude. We're full. We literally got so full of barrels, dude. We're just like, I'm done. Let's go back to the boat. And so we went back to the boat, and then we got to the main island and all that. And these Peruvian dudes super rich guys you know and uh they gave us hugs dude and then they bought us beers all night long and they're like we've never seen surfing like that in our lives dude like that was the coolest shit ever and we're like like bar tabs on them bro (laughs) so being a guide was awesome dude (laughs) oh man it's one of the best days ever dude like i said you just couldn't do any wrong like i really got messed up one day that uh, that day Cause you're surfing with a t-shirt on to keep the heat away but when yeah. you wipe out boom it gets wrapped up in you and wrapped around your head and you're basically waterboarding yourself because you come up and you're trying to breathe and a t-shirt just, oh yeah oh man it feels like you're gonna die man it's just pretty scary stuff you know but it beats getting limed <laughs> oh yeah i think you got one of these shirts dude these are like yeah. the best have you ever, I don't know if you ever wore these. No, I never. Kurt never sent me any of those, bro. No shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I got a whole yeah. I'll give it, dude. I have like 25 new ones. Yeah, I'll get it. As soon as I get a screen print, I'll give you one. Mm-hmm. Like, so the moral of that story was just fucking go for it. Go for go it. Man. You gotta go, dude. Like, always. You never. Never hesitate, dude. That's what we got on. Like, don't hesitate for that stuff. Never man. hesitate. Like, like I said, you know, I, I did this. I'd work at these surf camps and, you know, and, and photograph these places. And I, basically, I like the empty lineup waves. So I didn't really care to photograph mediocre surfers. You know, it was kind of like, man. You're not making any, you can't make money off that. I would it's make money, but I feel shitty because I'm like, oh, I just sold you a photo of you barely bottom turning, dude. And I spent two hours getting it. Oh, you you're know what I'm saying? That, like, yeah. Magazine. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And uh, I'd, I'd juggle a couple different jobs when I went to these places, you know what I'm Oh, saying? yeah, I don't. Yeah. And then I'd pick up some extra work because. Why would you not? The camps were like, hey, will you mind shooting a couple guys and this and that? But the beauty flip side of the coin was, is you had time with these people and I'm not downplaying non-good surfers. You know, everybody knows what you're worth, you know, surfing wise or your ability. And you have to that. start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. Always. And I never try yeah, to belittle anybody. Never. You know? yeah, I don't think that's cool. But the beauty was, is like, there's this one wave called Vacas that I was surfing by myself on this really amazing right hander that no one would ever look at. And I just was surfing by myself and it was kind of gnarly. And then this one guy wanted a piece, you know, and he's like, man, can I come try with you? And I'm like, yeah, come, come sit. And, and then, you know, you're talking to him and this is what's going to happen. You got to like, non-hesitation. Like we're talking about, like, look, everything's scary, dude. The reason why it's barely so good is because it's it's scary. scary. Yeah. I was like, it it looks (laughs) out good because it's scary. Man, them videos lie. Like these teeth, these waves have teeth, you know, everything has teeth. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And, and the most beautiful thing, like I said, is I, I talked this guy and then he got one of the best waves, best barrels of his life, you know? And you're just like, yeah, that's what it's all about, dude. And he's, same thing, they, they buy you drinks and whatever and they tip you good and stuff. It's not even about that. It's more of like, hey man, you found that in yourself. You know what I'm saying? I just told, told I, you. I showed you where it was and then you found it, you know? And and so that was, you know, that, that whole tra- traveling around the world and sharing people and experiences and you know and growing as humans you yeah know, which was i love to see growth though yeah that's why i love fly fishing with like new guy like yeah 
every day this like last two weeks has been new guys mm-hmm. but like some have been like their first time or their second or third time and seeing that growth yeah and you all have a guy come in it's been like six or seven times on the water done a bunch of, and he's been practicing he's been listening to his stuff been like watching videos on how to do something it comes in and keeps bringing his a game and it, you see the growth on that and it's awesome like surfing fishing hunting biking everything snowboard everything out there like people just expect like oh i'm gonna spend the money and get like the best stuff out there well the best stuff is probably not it's too high performance for yeah, you yeah. it blows me away when guys are like when i snowboard guys are like oh, have you ever snowboarded like never and like dude that is really high performance like gear like that's kind of out of your league then like what are you doing oh no it's the best the dude at the shop told yeah, me you're like, it's and so you're like, like dude it's over your project. same thing like rifles or bows or mm-hmm. with fly rods and surfboards like snowboarding guy, was me snowboarding was first you. time i ever went snowboarding i was like why well, I, I mean i could skate i could surf i can fucking do this right you know, I don't need someone to tell anything. me how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to fucking things taking me up. As yeah. soon as I get down, I realized that I fucked up because <laughs> I jumped off and then I didn't know what to do. I was like, okay, well, nothing's moving me. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. how do I get going? And then I got going because it was at Breckenridge and you have your, your green That's diamond and then you have a, a, a black diamond. And the black diamond has a steeper slope. And so obviously momentum oh, took me to the black. And I'm like, okay, well, here I go. Oh, that's bad. I, I got momentum fire, now. And then I just started going and I didn't know how to fucking stop. So oh, it was like haul ass and then get bucked. Yeah, yeah. That's how I stopped was I, I would tumble. Yeah. You know, and I was like, okay, eventually I got tired of getting my ass handed to me. And so I sat down on the board and tried to like, take it off walk it. take a break and then slide down just a little bit and i was like okay let's give this another try and then go and then tumble 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 and that's but that's how i learn it's stupid but yeah that's how i learned it's it's i mean i i learned the hard way and it's a hard life yeah. to live but it's the only way i, I learn and yeah i was like Brecht black suck dude like for you to like, trial by fire on that I'm just, i feel really bad for you i'm just really stoked you're alive sitting next <laughs> yeah. to me. i mean blacks are made for snowboarding yeah, I, was like, like, I live on that see that's where i live yeah. I, was on, I live in the trees like, i'm a little bit smart but i'm also very much stupid i'm stubborn and those two things make for a crazy life yeah and adventures they're called right. adventures like the, the no hesitation thing is like we were talking about earlier it's like man it's like when somebody's like oh let's do this i'm like oh i can do that i i feel honestly like there's nothing i i know that sounds like super probably egotistical but like, i don't feel like there's anything i can't do it's like just like lack of knowledge sure but if you learn this then why can't you do that yeah. like why why can't you do that like i i took something that i loved and i turned it into a business and to me, that blo- every day I wake up, I'm like, holy shit, dude, people pay me to do this? Like, are you crazy? Or like, when you're a surf guide, like, like people pay you to do this, and you're a photographer, and you love to oh, do yeah. that. And it's like, when we all wake up in the morning, at the end of the day, it's just like, holy shit, I can't believe it. And it's like, I don't have to put a tie. Like, if I had to put a tie on, dudes are going to, yeah, man, like, it's good. I'd have to have, like, I don't this even super cool razor. Okay, that's I would oh, I never shave and to go to a job interview because I'm like, no, that's. I remember. See, I'm too pretty now. I, I, I didn't see when I got out of the military. I was like, I'm never shaving again, and I didn't shave or trim my beard or anything for like almost a year and a half. And one of my buddies, Buck, 
one time my mustache because like it pissed me off my mustache grew super long yeah, it's yeah. like way down to my chin and i was having to part it to like yeah. eat and drink and all this shit and my buddy buck's like what's up with your gnarly catfish bro and i was like what are you talking it was like your freaking mustache and i've never grown a beard because i and from 18 yeah. in the military did that until I was like 26, because you couldn't grow a beard back then. Yeah, you could. Yeah, I was a kid. Not, not you. Like you, you physically. Couldn't. But I wasn't allowed to. <laughs> you didn't no, have but when hair. I was a kid, no, I didn't have any facial hair in high school. I was a little baby. <laughs> but so my buddy Buck's like, dude, why do you grow this gnarly catfish? And I had this deal, and I was like, what do you mean? He's like. You could trim that. Yeah. And it never even occurred to no, me like, no, that's oh, I can take fucking yeah. scissors and I, cut this. Yeah. I went home and I cut that thing off. Well, it, I, you know, it is beautiful to taste your beer like three oh, times. Time. You know, you're like, just hold it in there. Like I, take I mean, that's sip. why they call it the flavor yeah, saver. Totally. Right? No, but you can get like barbecue oh, sauce, boogies, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, like it, some gnarly barbecue. Boogies. No matter what, it's going to be in there for a month yeah. you have barbecue one weekend and then that smells there yeah that's cute and all but like i'm telling you oh yeah it sticks in your beard but i'm telling you <laughs> when you're in your 20s and you're trying to like mac on girls and you think you're like the cat's pajamas no. and you got a giant boogie and a catfish yeah. mustache like they're not jiving with, that. jiving with that you stay single for a long time oh i yeah, heard it all oh shave your beard and uh, then I'll never shave I shave my beard and then she's like cut your hair and I'm like what and then she's like get a job like, what who is this woman dude you're trying to tame me I'm a Mustang yeah. you can't tame me I'm a loner Donnie I'm a rebel I'm a rebel I'm the maverick anyway man I think it's been a good podcast bro yeah super stoked to hang out with you again and catch up with yeah. you know our, our adventures and good times and you know, there's more to come. I'm kind of over the heat, but, uh, you know, you just kind of dodge it. I'm over this low tide. Oh, yeah, man. Over Dude, that. I'm so over this low tide. I've been having to get out of the boat and push it by hand. Yeah. So, but anyway. Dude, cheers. Salud, friend. Good seeing you again. Good and see you, man. We'll talk next week. All right, bro. Aloha, y'all. <laughs> Have a good one.